with over 50,000 mastectomies done a year, and 90% of those women will be wearing a prosthetic at least for a while. And 1.2 million women living in the United States right now who have had a mastectomy and not been reconstructed. There is just a huge number of people that can use these. So we like to inspire people to provide to their own communities. That was Barb Demarest, founder of Knitted Knockers, on this episode of Power Pearls Podcast, where you'll always hear candid conversations with everyday knitters and designers with compelling backstories. I'm Karagat Warner, host of Power Pearls Podcast and editor of Creative Knitting Magazine, and I will dig deep and ask the big question why we started knitting and what keeps our needles going. Hey, Power Pearls listeners. I'm so happy that you could join me for another episode of Power Pearls podcast. And today I have a very special guest, as all of my guests are, of course, in my opinion, Her name is Barb Demarest, and she is the founder of Knitted Knockers. And so maybe you've heard of this organization before, and maybe you haven't. So if this is the first time, I think that you're really going to feel so inspired when you listen. So Barb just retired from a 30-year career as a CPA in order to pursue a passion for connecting volunteer knitters and crocheters with breast cancer survivors in order to provide free knitted knockers to those that can use them. And in her own personal experience, after hearing the awful words, you have cancer and struggling with the impact of having a mastectomy, a simple gift of comfort and dignity that was knit by a caring friend changed her life. And then it became her purpose and passion to inspire and equip the wonderful, caring fiber arts community to provide these gifts of love to their fellow women in their own communities. And today, Barb no longer gets paid in dollars for the work that she does, but the rewards are priceless. So now I'd like to introduce you to Barb Demrest. Hey, Barb, thank you so much for joining me today on Power Pearls Podcast. Wow, Kara, it's my pleasure. I'm excited to be able to share with your listeners about Knitted Knockers. Yes, me too. Because, you know, the first time we met was about a month ago. We were sitting together at TNNA. So we had, we were sitting over drinks and it was after a really long day because you were talking a lot. And so you were kind of losing your voice a little bit, but you really wanted to share your story. I really wanted to hear it. So you started to talk about, you know, how it came about and how you discovered Knitted Knockers. And I could tell from the passion in your voice that this cause really meant a lot to you. So it stood out to me. And so I knew that I wanted to have you on the show to share your story with the listeners because, you know, we've all been touched by breast cancer and, you know, cancer in general in one way or another, either ourselves or uh, someone we know and love has been affected by it. So, you know, I usually start this podcast by asking each of my guests what their pivotal moment was that brought them to knitting. And, you know, the truth is, is that this episode is all about that. I mean, that's what we're going to talk about, the pivotal moment. And so, you know, your story is a beautiful example of this. 
you know, how, how yarn, how knitting, crochet, you know, how this comes into our life because of a, a life changing event. So I am going to be quiet and I'm going to let you jump in and share, you share your story, Barb. So please take it away. Okay, well, that was a busy day at uh, TNNA in Washington, D.C., but it was such an amazing opportunity to meet not only thousands of knitters and and crocheters, but uh, people that are in the yarn industry to share the, uh, the story of knitted knockers and to connect with the amazing giving community out there of the fiber arts people that create these wonderful things. It never ceases to amaze me, the charity-minded hearts of the fiber arts community. So anyway, my story um, started back uh, about five years ago when I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I heard the words none of us like to hear you have breast cancer well immediately I thought oh my gosh I hope I don't lose my hair and then right along with it was I hope I don't have to have a mastectomy well I did have to have a mastectomy but I thought it'll still be okay because Nobody really needs to know. I can be immediately reconstructed. So I didn't tell my friends. I just told my family and my close friends because I'm a very private person. Well, as it turned out, due to complications, I was not able to be immediately reconstructed. So then I was faced with, well, what do I need to do now? What do I wear so that I can get back to work and get back to life and feel normal? And so I called my local cancer support group, and I'll never forget the voice on the other end of the line saying, Oh, honey, I am so sorry, but you can't put anything on that scar for at least six weeks. Six weeks? I was stunned. It was the low point for me. I had handled things pretty well up to that point, but that was the first time that I cried. I just I just wanted to get back to life. I wanted to feel normal. So later that week, I ventured out to my doctor's office. And in the waiting room, I picked up a brochure for breast prosthetics. As I was in the office, uh, the exam room, holding that brochure, my doctor said to me, he said, you know, most people, most women aren't really happy with those as a solution. They can be pretty hot and heavy, expensive, and you can't wear them for a while. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? And he looked at me and bless his heart, he said, do you knit? (laughs) I was like stunned and I was like, Uh, Yeah, why? And he says, well, I've never seen one, but I've heard there's such a thing as a knitted knocker. And he said, you might want to give that a try. And he had a picture of one and he had a website link. Well, I went home and called my good friend Phyllis, who is a an avid knitter. She can knit anything. And her favorite thing in the whole world is to go spend time in a yarn shop exploring yarns. And I'm a casual knitter, but she takes it to another level. So I called Phyllis and I said, Phyllis, have you heard of a knitted knocker? And she says, no, but I'll find out. So she went on the website and found a pattern. Well, she made me uh, a knitted knocker, but 
later that week, I ventured out into public for the first time, and I was very self-conscious. I stuck a sock in my bra and this loose-fitting jacket, and I just was very tentative and self-conscious, and I went to church. And here comes Phyllis into church with a Victoria's Secret bag, and she handed that to my husband and says, give this to Barb. Don't look in it, but just give it to Barb. And so he found me, and he gave it to me, and I knew immediately what was in there. So I went into the bathroom, and I pulled out the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. It was soft. It was beautiful. It was light. It was made by somebody who cared. And it was just awesome. So I went in the bathroom stall, pulled out my sock and put that in my bra, my regular bra, not an old lady bra, but a beautiful regular bra. And I was stunned. It changed my life. I knew right then that we needed to get these in the doctor's offices so that they can, uh, women can pick them out and take them themselves and not have to find a Phyllis to make them for them if they can't make them for themselves. Anyway, I took off my jacket. I went back out and I re-engaged with life. And that, that knocker literally changed my life. So mm. I went back to my doctor and I said, if we made these for you, and had them for your your office, would you hand them out? And he said, we would love to do that. So that's where my journey with Knitted Knockers began. Well, that's amazing. I mean, oh, you know, it's like as knitters and crocheters, we're always uh, looking for ways that we can give, you know, through that this love that we have for crochet uh, and knitting. And this is like the ultimate manifestation of that, you know? I mean, I can't think of something better. And so, so now can people like they can order them, right? So if they want to just get their own pair, you know, they're not a knitter, they're not a crocheter, but they don't want to get a prosthetic because it's just heavy and sweaty and, you know, you know, so they want to just get something like this. Can they do that and not make them like, so I guess what I'm, I'm saying is, can they get a pair yes. that they can order or? Yes. Well, we're <laughs> jumping ahead. Um, yeah. And, and yes, they most certainly can at knittedknockers.org is where a woman can go and order the size she wants, the color choice she wants, whether she needs single or a pair. And we provide them with, uh, within two weeks. But um, the way the journey actually began for, for knittedknockers.org. When Phyllis found that pattern, I thought, oh my gosh, somebody's already created these knitted knockers. I need to help them or work with them to see if it's okay if we can provide them to our doctor's office. Well, I found out that the website was was defunct and I tracked down a phone number and called and it was a wonderful young woman from Maine who had had breast cancer herself and she owned a yarn shop. And she made one of these for herself. It was actually from a a pattern called a titbit name, um, made by a woman in Canada. And so she revised the pattern and then she and her friends or her knitting group at her yarn shop uh, were sitting around making them for others to share. Um, and they thought, what name should we come up with? And they came up with the name Knitted Knockers. So anyway, when I 
was looking to see if I could help them. She said that she no longer had the yarn shop and she was a young mother, busy, and was no longer able to provide knitted knockers. And it broke her heart that she wasn't able to do that. So she said she would be thrilled if I would take up the ball and run with it and that I could use the name. So that was four and a half years ago, uh, actually five years ago now. And so I thought, well, we have an awful lot of women that are going to want these when the word gets out about them. And no one group can provide them by themselves. So I thought I need to really work to equip and inspire knitters and crocheters everywhere to make these and hopefully provide for their own communities. So I got busy and created knittedknockers.org um, where, as I mentioned before, women can go online and order their, their knitted knockers but in addition it's a place where we can inspire and equip knitters and crocheters to make them on our website we have patterns that have been adapted and revised over time and they can be downloaded free and they have been downloaded an amazing 175,000 times so women can make them and men make them too for their their family and friends, but also for their communities. And if they don't have a way to distribute them, they can send them to us unstuffed. And we use those to fill the orders that come in each week we meet. And we've sent out as many as a thousand a month. Actually, our biggest week was 480 in just one week. So we can only do that because of the amazing volunteers out there willing to make them. But in addition to the patterns, we have video tutorials on how to make great knitted knockers. And it stars Phyllis. Black wow. <laughs> has made over 400 of them herself. Amazing. I'm going to interject a little story about Phyllis, though. Most of the women request the neutral color. We give them three color choices, neutral colored, a bright ones, or dark. But 80% of our requests are for neutral. So we ask our knitters and crocheters to make predominantly the neutral colors. Well, Phyllis, having made so many, I think she got bored because one day in the batch that she brought to me, there was this big, hairy knocker in that bag. And I thought, oh, my gosh, nobody's going to want this. What am I going to do with it? It was purple with green hair, which is eyelash yarn she used, <laughs> and mm. orange specks in it. And it was big. But I thought, I can't mail this out to somebody, but I'll put it in the basket that goes to the doctor's office where women can pick out their own. Maybe somebody will like it. Well, it wasn't any time at all, and I got this email from a woman who said, I just wanted to thank you for my knitted knocker. I was in at my doctor's office and I was so dejected wondering what I was going to do. And the doctor brought out this bag of knitted knockers. She said, as I looked through that bag, there was one jewel that shone brighter than the rest. It was purple and hairy and had orange specks in it and she said it put a smile on my face at one of the darkest points in my life and she said I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for that and then she went on to say and my friends just marvel at the beauty of it when I whip it out and show it to them <laughs> whip it out so I, I love it knitters or crocheters that may be thinking they'd like to do this 
to note, do not make hairy knockers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so what about sizes? Um, what is the range that, that the patterns come in? Yeah, when women um, go online and order theirs, they can order size A, B, C, D, double D, and we will do provide larger upon special requests. The largest request we filled is for size H. And wow. So we can accommodate that. Um, so we ask our knitters and crocheters to make sizes B and larger because we don't get that many requests for A's. And it seems like beginning ones making them like to make the A's because they're small and they're quick. But we need B's and larger and we need pairs. Most people request pairs. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we really want to do via our website is inspire and equip knitters and crocheters to provide to their own communities. Because with over 50,000 mastectomies done a year, and 90% of those women will be wearing a prosthetic at least for a, a while, and 1.2 million women living in the United States right now who have had a mastectomy and not been reconstructed, there is just a huge number of people that can use these. So we like to inspire people to provide to their own communities. And one way they can do that is to provide to their doctor's offices like we have. And we have 110 medical clinics registered with us and 36 of them on waiting lists um, to be adopted by local groups to knit and just take them into them. We, We make it easy. If people will knit them, they can mail them to us unstuffed and we'll distribute them or they can take them to their doctor's offices and we'll provide the print materials, the brochures and the care instructions. And it's all online. So people, for more information, can go to knittedknockers.org. I emphasize the .org because there is no .com. There are other groups. We have 197 groups registered with us around the country and in nine countries internationally. And there's other groups making these, too. I just want to make sure um, if you want to contact with us, we're knittedknockers.org. Knitted Knockers USA is another mm-hmm. great group, too. And they're out of Arizona. We're out of Washington right. State. Great. Well, what if, what about uh, another question that I had that just came to mind was the how do they feel, you know, in, inside your bra? I mean, like, you know, just uh, as far it, we know that they're not the same as your original breasts or prosthetics. So do they feel natural? Like what makes these do you think? Why do women love these more than, let's say, getting a, a, a prosthetic? Yes, that's a great question. And I can speak from personal experience. Um, if you look at and feel one of the traditional breast prosthetics, they are very, very, very heavy. And they require a special bra to be worn in them. And there's nothing that's going to replace your your regular breasts for sure. But these are light and soft and you can get a hug with them. Um and and not feel self-conscious. We have them with and without nipples even. And Mm -hmm. so weight is one of the biggest complaints people have with their traditional breast prosthetics. You can even swim in a knitted knocker and they're very adjustable. Some women are concave after surgery and some are not. We send them out a little overstuffed so that a woman can adjust them. We leave the back open. That's an important thing for those of you knitters and crocheters out there. We like to finish things off, but not these. We leave them open a bit so women can remove stuffing. Also, if you go through reconstruction, there's different methods. And and some of them you are are changing size every week and such. You just adjust some stuffing, pull it out. That's what I did. I am now reconstructed. But 
Um, also, women who have had a lumpectomy and, and radiation, sometimes that can shrink a breast. They have not had a mastectomy, but it, then you're uneven. Well, a knitted knocker, you can just remove most of the stuffing and leave enough to fill the void. And so they are just amazing, simple mm-hmm. things. Absolutely simple. That's what I was going to say. Like, how is it uh, that you could knit something like this when a prosthetic breast uh, is like six hundred dollars or more? Not six hundred, probably a lot more than that, right? I don't know where I got that Up number from. Eight hundred dollars, <laughs> right? Set, okay, the special bras required and such. Yeah, crazy. So it's this is so simple, and there it is, you know, on our knitting needles or crochet hooks, right? So uh, wow, that that's that's really amazing. What I'd like to interject with that, Kira, yeah, I mean, sure. Um, I've been asked if we could manufacture these, and of course mm-hmm. they could be manufactured. But one key important element of this is that. It's made by somebody who cares, even a complete stranger that cared enough to make something special for them, to be a Phyllis for them in their life. And I like to share the story of of Anne, um, how if these were manufactured, I think we would lose a couple of elements, not only for the recipient, but for those of us that have the privilege of making these for others. Um, Anne came to our group that meets every week to stuff and fill orders for that week's orders. Anne came one week and she's elderly. She's in her late 70s, maybe early 80s. Anne, if you're listening, I apologize if I've overestimated. But she came in and very quietly didn't say a word the whole time, just sat there and crocheted well we're having a great time we have about 20 to 25 of us that meet and we're just laughing and having a great time filling these orders so when ann left i followed her out to her car and i said ann i just want to thank you so much for coming it was great having you here today and she looked at me and she said you know i lost my husband a a few years ago and she said i've just been grieving terrible ever since i've tried everything she says i've tried grief therapy i've gone to support groups i've just tried everything and she says nothing has helped me like coming here has knowing that i can still help somebody i can still use the talent that i have and the ability to help somebody else it just it just changes everything. And Anne has been back every week. And she's the first one there, the last one to leave. And she's cheerful and smiley and, and gregarious. And I think it's a good illustration of what we're not only making a difference in the women's lives that are receiving these, but we are um, making a difference in our lives as well, knowing that we can make a difference. Absolutely. And and that's a, a great segue to now my next question is how can someone listening, you know, if they're interested, how can they how can they volunteer or how can they uh, you know, what can they do to help? Well, we've identified three main ways that people can help. If you can knit or crochet, make knitted or crocheted knockers, and we can help you get those out. If you don't have a place to provide them locally, you can send them to us unstuffed. A whole bunch can fit in an envelope, a manila envelope, and get mailed to us pretty inexpensively, and we will stuff them and send them out. Or connect with your local medical clinic, like I mentioned, and we can help you with that. We have people on waiting lists, and and we can get you connected there. Another way is to share on social media. With one out of eight women um, having breast cancer in their lifetime, we all know somebody. 
that has had breast cancer or is going through the journey right now. And by sharing on Facebook um, or on social media about knitted knockers, it reaches not only the potential knitters and crocheters that can make these, but the women that may not have heard about these. We get requests all the time from people that are saying, oh my gosh, where have you been? I've been struggling for the last 10 years with with my prosthetic. In fact, here's here's a testimony about that. I'm excited to try the knitted knockers. I've got the heavy, uncomfortable prosthetics, but have chosen not to wear them because they are so uncomfortable. I still want that girly look, but being so concave, it is hard. I'm so excited. Thank you for giving me hope again. That came from a woman in North Carolina, and we get those all the time. So share on Facebook. Uh, We are Knitted Knockers. Just simple knitted knockers. Type that in on Facebook and like us. We've got 14,000 followers right now. And we post about once a week about what's going on. And then um, share that with your friends. Share some of the posts and such. We're on Twitter. We're knitted underscore knocker. And that's us. And uh, Instagram, all those other goodies, we're knitted knockers. The third way is to donate. Um, We are a 501c3, but we're 100% volunteer, no paychecks here. And we survive by donations. Our postage alone is over 1,000 a month in our, I don't remember if I said this or not, but we (laughs) send out up to 1,000 knitted knockers a month. Uh, from orders that come in from our website. And so that gets pretty pricey and, and it's all volunteer driven. So we survive by donations and donations can be made via a check or you can go to knittedknockers.org and there's a donate here button. And um, we really, really appreciate that very, very much. Well, that's great. So thanks for sharing all that uh, contact information. And, you know, I wanted to ask you before we wrap up, this has been a great conversation. I could just keep going, <laughs> but uh, I know your time is uh, precious and valuable. And, uh, but I wanted to uh, ask you to share one more story because uh, this, this was something that we talked a little bit about in the pre-chat uh, and you had a recent Rwanda adventure or you're going on a Rwanda, Rwanda adventure. Share a little bit about that because it's just, it's a very, it's very inspiring. Yeah. Well, we're very excited. We are going to Rwanda in October and we are in nine countries and uh, help support groups in nine countries to provide to their uh, knitted knockers to their own country. Um, but this one's a little bit different. We got a, I got a call from a woman who was born and raised in East Africa, and she is currently living in Texas, and she is the founder of the BCIEA, Breast Cancer Initiative of East Africa. And she has been taking breast prosthetics over to the women of East Africa for years, and they are not received very well because the silicone prosthetics are hot and heavy and the insects eat them and the rats do. I mean, I just, I'm just like, oh, and they're not of their skin color. So she says they're pretty much shunned. And uh, she said she was intrigued by knitted knockers. So she got a couple of them and had taken them with her on one of her trips to Rwanda. And the women there are great knitters and crocheters, um, but they don't read patterns and they do speak English 
and they do wear bras. And uh, she said, so they tried to imitate them and, and copy them. And she showed me the pictures and they were just, they were, they were wonderful efforts, but they're just not the right shapes and colors. So she said, would you come and teach us? Because we can make it, we can make it happen if you would teach our women. They will go out to the 1200 tribes and teach the other women how to make the knitted knockers and they will be light and soft and cool and very much more practical for their environment and she said in addition she, she said we would love to have you come and speak at our you Lindsay walk which is a, a walk that's for breast cancer awareness um, there's a lot of stigma there about breast cancer and uh, they're trying to overcome that and that is in October in uh, Kigali so we're looking we're very excited to go there we've got the yarn donated we've got the needles donated but we have expenses to get just this core little group of us over there to help um, these women and one of the side benefits of this is it's a very poor country and uh, these families survive on a dollar a day and that's about what they make um, working in the fields and so there's a local hospital we've already sent a hundred knitted knockers over there for the women and it was received very well and the hospital hopefully will consider buying some knitted knockers from their women or paying them to make them a small amount and then giving them away free and what this will do will help these women out of poverty to be self-sufficient and to be able to provide for their own women so we're just excited about this opportunity we think it's a privilege to be able to help there Absolutely. I mean, and, and more than just providing the knitted knockers and the ability for them to make them for them for themselves and their loved ones, but then they can actually, you know, make money, <laughs> you know, help them to make a living, right? Yes. Essentially. Yeah. So what, what a great cause. So yeah, I mean, this is great. So everyone, if you, you know, who's listening, go on over to knittedknockers.org and you can find out everything you need. You need to know about getting involved, making your own knitted knockers. And Barb, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to speak with me today. Well, thank you, Kara, for giving us the opportunity to spread the word about knitted knockers. I know you love Power Pearls, or you wouldn't be listening to my voice right now. So here's what I need from you as a loyal listener. Power Pearls is a free show and I want to keep it that way. So I need your support. So how you may be wondering, well, you can actually become a sponsor of the show and this will make you very instrumental to keeping this show sustainable in the long term. So here's what you can do. Visit patreon.com forward slash power pearls podcast and you can become a patron at a dollar at five dollars or whatever price works for your budget. And guess what? I've got some swag for you. Yes, I have rewards so you can check them out there. So for example, I'll just give you a little kind of tidbit about that. At the $5 level, you get my patron-only podcast workshop called The Secret Sauce to a Thriving Creative Business. In this informative recording, you'll discover how to recognize your creative skills and talents and how to capitalize on them in order to cultivate the life and business you desire. So visit and check out more rewards at patreon.com forward slash 
Power Pearls podcast. And thanks to all of you who are already supporting the show. Your generosity means so much more than you know. 